and it's an opportunity for us to get together and talk about what it means for us to live life as followers of Jesus outside of a Sunday night gathering, for us to live alongside of one another. And tonight, you can see the chairs are obviously a little bit different than they normally are, because as we move through the evening, we don't want you to just hear from us. We want to partake together. We want to experience together. We want to engage together. And so, um, kind of as each of these group leaders talks and shares their heart, we're going to, in the midst of all of that, take some time to engage with the things that we're talking about, that we would kind of adopt the passion in our hearts and our lives and our spirits uh, that these leaders have for the Lord and for us as a church and for each of us as individuals. And so tonight we're going to start out talking about two groups that you've probably heard of before if you've been around for a little bit. Uh, Beloved and Uncharted are two ministries that meet uh, once a month and they're an opportunity for us to get together to really focus in on some specific things. So Mark is here tonight to represent Beloved. He and a team of people um, lead that. And Beloved is all about healing. Um, Talk to us about why healing has become so important to you and the team. Healing is just such an important thing because we realize that there's so many people that operate within the church, but they operate from a place of um, not uh, unwholeness. They're they're walking around, they're participating in the church, but they're still on spiritual crutches. Um, They're walking around with hurt, with pain, uh, that isn't Jesus' heart for them, uh, and he wants to invite them into a, a greater wholeness and a greater freedom, and so that's why we operate. And um, you guys can see kind of the logistics of that on the paper that you guys got when you came in tonight. They meet the first Friday of every month, and as you guys get together, uh, what does it look like when you meet together? It looks like family. Uh, we get the opportunity to meet in the Singletons' home. If you haven't met the Singletons, fix that as soon as you can. They're usually in the 6 o'clock service. But we, we meet in a home intentionally because it is that atmosphere that we want to create home. We want to create family. And from that place, you can let your guard down. Um, there's coffee. There's treats. Those things help let your guard down. Um, but it's that place where uh, you want to be in a safe place where you want to be met and, and you can truly let uh, the healing power of Jesus kind of meet you there. And so you all uh, get together and you pray together, you sing together, you pray over one another. And I know that there are so many stories that I hear from Shannon, who leads the team, about how God is moving in really powerful ways. What is one of the stories that's really encouraged you? I think the the one story, I forgot during the first service, but it's actually about you. That uh, So we had a, a service uh, one Friday night, not a service, a gathering one Friday night, and uh, we found out that Cole had just uh, some congestion and just wasn't feeling well and it was really just built up. And Yeah, it had been like that. I had come back from Europe and it had been like that for like five weeks. It was really nasty. Really nasty, and that's just not cool. And so we just spent some time uh, really honing in on that and praying for that. And and what, that night just kind of unblocked and, and kind of, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you know, you guys focus in on physical healing, but also mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, and really look at the, that look at our lives holistically. And like I said, we want to take some time, not just to talk about healing tonight, but for us to focus in on it. And so we're going to pause for a second here. 
And I want you to invite the Lord into your life right now, uh, into an area of your life that you need healing. Um, And then I'm going to ask Mark, after just about a minute, um, to just pray a prayer of healing over us. So if you could just kind of center yourself, close your eyes, get comfortable in your chair, and just consider in your life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, what is an area that you just want to invite God into tonight for healing? I just, I see a picture um, of a little kid that got hurt and the child knows exactly where to go when they get hurt. They're going to their, their parent, but they've got their hand over the, the wound, over what they hurt. And they know that they need to go to the parent, but they're not willing to remove their hand from that hurt place. Jesus, meet us in that place. Father God, if there's a wound, if there's a hurt that we've experienced that we have never uncovered, that we've been around you and that we've told you about and that we've cried to you about, but we've been so scared to move our hand and let you do a work, you're not rushed, you're in no hurry, and you don't force yourself upon us. So God... I pray that we would just feel your presence, your patience, your goodness, your love. And God, in in your patient timing, I pray that we just unveil that wound to you. And that we'd feel that touch. Because your healing is not painful, but it's so good. So Jesus, meet us in that place. May we be more vulnerable to our Father, unbearing our injuries and and laying them bare before you and trusting you and your goodness. And Jesus, we thank you that we can come to you. We thank you that you're good and we thank you that you meet us in good patience to tend to our wounds that you want to raise us up and heal us so that we can move more freely in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. And that's Beloved, the first Friday of every month. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have Uncharted. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Which is a ministry um, about creativity. And one of the things that I love is that Garrett, as he leads this ministry, um, I think really has a heart not just for people who can paint or write songs, but really to unlock creativity inside of all of us. So... Get ready. Yeah, so when we ask the question, like, what does it mean to be creative? Specifically, you think of using your gifts. And when you use your gifts, you are actually finding your voice with God. And when you find your voice with God, you are not, you are not pushing other people aside from stepping into their gifts, but you actually invite people in to freedom of their own expression. So Uncharted is to, to set a foundation for you discovering your voice with God and knowing this is who he has made me to be. And when you speak that, others find freedom to step into that themselves. Go, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't do it halfway if you're going to do it. Ow!
Um, and, and, you know, a story is kind of central to Uncharted. And so um, living and telling good stories, how have you seen people unlocked to living a good story? I would say there's three things. Is one, it's having relationships with each other. The, the thing that destroys your creative gift is isolation. So the moment you remove yourself from community, you, you start to, you tap out of the gift that you have. So the first is building relationships with each other so we can champion the things that each other are doing. Second. All right, all right, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. Okay, two. Relation, the first one, relationship. The second is your relationship with God. If you, so much as creative people, we focus on our skill and our craft, when in reality, I feel like we need to be focusing on the condition of our heart because everything we create comes out of the heart. So it's, it's secondly, developing a healthy relationship with God so that things we create, create out of are the things of the presence of who God is. And, so yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, two. Okay, heart of God. Woo. All right. And last one, the third one, is to live a good story. And that it's important, if you're going to tell a good story, you have to live a good story first. And that's la- recently where we've been discovering is how do we live lives that are so compelling that we actually create out of that and that we create out of those experiences and those moments of God encountering us and we, we, we really take advantage of the inspiration that God is giving us. So what do you hope for people who come and partake in Uncharted? I hope to champion you in the gift and the voice that God has given you, that you would discover the power of that and you would find the freedom and the peace and the community to step into that regardless if you're, if you're an accountant, regardless if you're a teacher, regardless of whatever your life looks like, for you to find what you need to be able to step into that gift. And then what about people who say like, I, I'm not creative? I would, well, one, creativity, everyone is creative. You were created in the image of God. The first thing he did was create. So that means that you are, you, you carry that image with you. So you take that wherever you go. You are creative. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so Uncharted meets the first Saturday of the month. Um, and again, if you want to look at that, that paper you were handed on the way in, you can find out the details of that. Uh, the next Saturday of the month is the 4th of June. So they'll be meeting on the 4th of June. Um, How about we let Garrett just pray like a a prayer over us to unlock creativity in us. How about that? Um, Let's stand up actually and just allow him, let's open our hands and, and Garrett, we would love for you just to like impart God's creative heart to us. God, we thank you that you have made us to be creative people, God. The very first thing you did was you created us to be with us, to walk with us, God. That there is not a moment that we walk alone, God. And that when we find our creative voice with you, we remember what it's like to walk with you, God, in the garden, God. So I ask that you restore each heart here to receive the gift of creativity, to receive the gift of walking with you once more in the garden, that they would find their voice, God. I speak freedom and a release of discovering their voice that there would be no fear in their voice God but they would not be afraid of the sound of their voice the way it looks the expression you have given them God but that they would rejoice in who you have made them to be God so would you pull the dusty stories out of our lives God of the dreams long forgotten and the dreams yet to be God would you release them in our hearts and would you put them on our minds and in our hands and would we be a people that say yes God So may our prayer be here and now, yes, Lord. Release your freedom. Release your courage. Release your identity that we are creative sons and daughters, and we get to walk with you once more in the garden here and now. Amen.
Jesus. Papa, we just bless you, God. We bless you with our lives, God, and we bless you with our worship, Lord. And just like the voice that you've given us, God, and the opportunity to just sing songs that are already written and to sing it in union with you and to sing it with a heart that actually wants to worship the living God. Papa, we just invite you in again, God. I invite you into this place. I invite you into this house, into this church, into this people, God. We invite in the presence of angels in here. We invite in the presence of heaven in here. God, would you transform the very fabric of the reality around us, God, into a heavenly place, God, where sin just burns away, God. We invite you to burn away the chaff, God, and reveal the jewels, reveal the treasures in this place, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, God, just do something sweet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hey, guys, you can take a seat. In fact, I'm also gonna... Uh, do you guys... You, there's three of you. Why don't you move to there? I feel like I'm doing like minority report anyway hey brief real quick this is so sweet because that song that we just sang I remember the first time I heard that and we were driving back from New Smyrna Beach where I saw Jess Bodie and then I just saw Jordan Sanders and I knew him from Jess Bodie Jess Bodie came to a small group then she connected him to a small group and then even Kat like we all knew each other in these like settings and there's so much relational connection and so many just heroes in the spirit that I know because of how we've all interacted. We even went and saw a movie the other day that had a girl that used to be in our small group. You remember Lexi? Yeah. Don't see the movie. It's like mostly, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she did great in it. All right. Um, my name's Lander. Um, now it feels weird because this space is here. It's okay. <laughs> I'm Lander. I uh, head up the small groups team here. Um, in the past, our small groups have been uh, very uh, diverse, um, just as long as I've been a part of Status and then City Beautiful Church, which is all the same. Um, small groups look like a lot of different things. Uh, there's been Bible studies, there's been women's groups, men's groups, there's been book studies, there's been kickball groups, there was like a karate group. There's just like such a wide range of things, right? Um, and as we were really praying and talking through um, like what the Lord wanted to do in this season um, of small groups and in the church in general, um, first of all, there's just this thing happening, I believe, nationwide, actually. Well, it's probably bigger. Than, it's probably worldwide. Um, and it's kind of like the flipping of the church. You know, for a long time, the church has kind of gathered as the organization. And then there was like these auxiliary small groups. Like that was kind of the added thing, if you wanted to add that on top of church. But I actually believe he's flipping it. And um, where the main core of our our, our thing that we're doing is in these smaller like house church type things and that's not just here I just think that's what's going on in the world um, but what we're doing to kind of come into alignment with that uh, we really felt like uh, the Lord was leading us to narrow down 
our small groups for this next season and make them much more intentional. Um, Not that they haven't been intentional in the past. There's just been a lot of really sweet things. Good, good stuff has been coming. Um, But we really wanted to focus in, and especially this summer season, kind of set a standard, set a precedence of what we're going to be moving forward into. So we uh, gathered five groups at present, um, each group having multiple leaders, and they're all called home churches. And so home churches being different from house churches. In the past, we would have house churches, and that had a certain connotation to it. But the, the home part is specific um, because we, you know, part of our, our mission, our vision of this year is family living in heavenly realities. Um, but this family exists in home. I, I've been praying throughout the last year and um, just talking to the Lord about home. And one day I was like, Lord, what's home? And he said, home is where you build family. Um, you know, we say that whole thing of like, home is where the heart is. But I really felt like, even just the other day, I was like, God, where's my home? You know, I'm about to move out of a house. And he's like, home is where you build a family. I was like, all right, I get it. So we're doing these home churches specifically to emphasize um, in the context of relationship, what family looks like. Family is the model of love in the heavenly places. God has chosen to make himself known as father. He gave the son. He's connecting us in family, even the bride and the bridegroom, which is the church and Jesus. Um, all of this is family. He, he has modeled this for us. And so um, we, are, we have these five groups with multiple leaders, um, all very purposeful and there's three core elements that all of these things will exist so all the groups will be slightly different because it's different leaders and all of the leaders will be leading out of what they carry i'm really big on people sharing out of personal revelation and not just like reciting a curriculum Um, so each group will be a little bit different because of what everybody's lived through Um, But there's going to be these three basic core elements, these foundational pieces. Prayer, um, relational connectivity, and discipleship. Now we're actually going to start with discipleship. um, Because you may have noticed that you're in these little circle-y things. And they actually are purposefully shaped like they are to look like the beehive. Because we have bees outside that's what our church is like. We have bees, you know? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> bees and LEDs and fog machines. It's cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so all of this, this is colonies, right? And each one of these groups has a leader or two in them. So if the leaders could go ahead and raise their hands in these groups. And is there any group that you guys don't have any? Hey, somebody go over there. Great. Problem solved. Anybody else not have one? We had some people move around between the services. Anyway, what we're going to be doing in these, we want to actually kind of exemplify a mini version of what we're going to be living out. So the first thing we're going to do is kind of experience this discipleship. And that word is like really kind of overused it's kind of like gospel it's like the gospel and we're like what do you mean by that (laughs) you know discipleship this word means to make a learner make a learner is to make disciples that's somebody that actually learns not just somebody that has been taught okay and so but as I was praying about this one day I really felt like the Lord was saying 
If you teach people what you know, they just know what you know. But if you make people hungry for what you're hungry for, they will go after it long after you've left the scene. And that's actually what I believe making disciples is. Making people hungry for what you carry, for what you're hungry for. So we're going to take a little moment and um, the leaders in this group will just be sharing with you what they're hungry for, their passions that drive them, even driving them into leading a home group, a home church in this time. All right, so go ahead and do that for a little bit. I'll call you back. Great. A few of you guys are still talking, which is awesome. And you can continue to hear them speak if you sign up for their group. Um, all right. Next thing we actually want to launch into is um, prayer. Uh, prayer is actually the main foundation of what we're doing. Because if we aren't doing this unto Jesus and in relationship with Jesus Christ, there's literally no point to it. It's just a waste of time, spinning tires. It's religion in the negative sense. It's like Pharisees if it's not in worship and in heart connection to our King. And so that's, prayer is the way that we do that. Prayer is our connection to God. And so in prayer, we not only interact with our Father, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, we also call things into this world that do not currently exist in this world. We call things that aren't as though they were. That's like the nature of praying and releasing things. We partner with God to release heaven into earth. So we're just going to take a moment. And I actually want to have it so that it's not the leaders leading this. I would like somebody that isn't a, one of the leaders to be the first person to prayer. And you're just going to do some like popcorn prayer. Just like calling things into the church, into the home churches, into this city that have not existed but heaven actually wants to release you know all right so just move into that <laughs> We thank you for what's being released even now, God. We just partner with you in this to release your kingdom, your reign in this city, God. We bless you, God. We bless you with ourselves, with our lives, and with this place. Thank you, Jesus. Con to be continued, you know? Amen doesn't mean period. It's just like we're in conversation all the time. So the last part we're going to do is um, relational connectivity. You know, we're here on the earth. How we interact with people is, is like how we release God into people. It's love. Love is the manifestation of God, right? So um, relate, we're he, we need to connect relationally. And that comes through being known. Intimacy is, a lot of people say, like, into me you see. It's making ourselves known, making ourselves vulnerable to be known and to know others. So we're just going to spend a little bit of time. I just invite you to um, share with each other what your um, dreams are for, even just for like, we'll just narrow it down to church. <laughs> like what your heart needs are for church. Like I want to like experience friendships. I want to know God more. Whatever your things are, just allow yourselves to crack open a little bit and be known.
Okay? Go. Jesus, you go before us, that you prepare the way for us in advance of our coming. Lord, you come up behind us in the moments that, that we don't see you and we can't feel you and we're not exactly sure what's going on. Jesus, you're at, our, you're at our right. You're in our place of strength, that when we are strong, it's because of your strength. And you're on our left. When we're in places of weakness, uh, you're there to hold us up, to hold us together. Jesus, you, you're below us, that you support us, you lift us up into relationship with the Father. And Jesus, you're above us, that you're the Lord over everything that we are, mind, body, and spirit. And so, Father, tonight, Lord, I just declare that everything that we are as a community is about the Lordship of Jesus, about lifting his name high, that as we as we gather, as we celebrate one another, as we sing to you, as we dig deeper into your scriptures and into the lives of the person next to us, that, Lord, everything would be to your glory. And we pray these things in his strong and blessed and beautiful name. Amen. You can be seated. And so we've talked about Beloved at Uncharted, these special groups in our community that are meeting these very specific needs and, and helping with this direction that the Lord's given us as a church community. We've talked about home churches and our new emphasis for how we want to organize during the week. And, you know, I just want to reiterate, like, it's so important that we recognize that there are many amazing things that we can accomplish here on a Sunday night. Um, but the real life of the people of God, the real life of the colony of Jesus is found throughout the week. And that's us coming together and gathering with one another and praying and encouraging each other and enjoying life together and challenging each other and equipping one another. And, um, and that's so in integral to who it is that we're called to be. And that's what shapes us and forms us as little Christs. And so the next part of what we want to talk about is educational initiatives. Um, several years ago when I was kind of beginning in the ministry, I asked the Lord, like, Father, I, I encourage you to do this prayer because it's a pretty awesome one just to say Lord what is my calling if I could sum it up in a sentence what's my capital C call and after praying the Lord kind of gave me this um, this language that my personal call is to inject the intellectual into the heart but also to give the platform of the intellectual for the heart and I think a lot of times um, in, our, in our Christian faith, we tend to fall into one of these two camps. We can have a solely intellectual faith where it's about gathering knowledge and it's about what we know, um, but there's no real heart in it. When there's no heart in it, there's no life, uh, and we become closed off and we become dead to the life that God's calling us to. But we can also live a, a, a faith that's only based in the heart. And that place, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of raw desire and, and gumption and, and, and zeal, but we tend to burn out very quickly because we don't know who it is that we're following or why we're doing it in the first place. Consider even how, for many of us, we have this passion to, to, to sing these songs, but when we come to Scripture, maybe we feel a little bit overwhelmed or intimidated. 
But, you know, the, the truth is that God has created us to be whole human beings, that we're not summed up by our hearts, and we're not summed up by our minds, and we're not summed up by our bodies, and we're not summed up by our spirit. But it's all of those things in concert that make us a whole and complete and full human being. And we really believe at this church that we want to address each person in this room as a whole and complete human being because that's the ministry of Jesus. That's the ministry of reconciliation. You realize that the ministry of reconciliation that we're called to is not just between God and the world, uh, but it's within ourselves, that we want to reconcile within ourselves our heart and our mind and our body and our spirit. And so we want to continue on this process of these educational initiatives that really address the life of the mind, that we can celebrate the fact that we are called to an intellectual faith. And so what we're going to do is to continue to have these uh, special events and gatherings that are really opportunity for us as a community to dig in deep to specific conversations of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And um, several weeks ago, um, Steve Wimmer, this is Steve, everyone give him a round of applause. And that's his lovely and talented wife, Jenna, up there that just led us in that song. So you can give her a little round of applause, too. Fantastic family. They, they grow beautiful little blonde kids. They're really cute. Um, but Steve, Steve approached us a couple weeks ago about um, this passion he has to do a training um, that the starting point is evangelism, but it's kind of more than that. I think evangelism is also one of those dirty words that we have in, in our generation where we're kind of nervous about it. Um, but he, he approached us about wanting to do a workshop that really helps dig in deeper to that conversation specifically within our community. So on June 4th, that's two Saturdays from now, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, Steve is going to be hosting a workshop here at the church, and we're going to have sign-ups for that afterwards. But I just wanted to invite Steve up here to share a little bit of his heart um, and just to really reveal why is this matter? Why is this something that we want to do in our community? So, Steve, what is the, the part of your story that's, that's brought you to this place where you have this real heart and desire for um, stewarding this conversation? Sure. Um, so I spent about eight years as a campus minister um, at UCF and Rollins, and a large percentage of my time was just kind of wandering around, talking to strangers, um, and reflecting on the commonalities that they had when I asked them questions like, what do you think about Jesus, or what do you think about God, or what do you think about Christians? And um, there's there's a lot of stuff that's just similar, and I at first was didn't know how to address it, um, and I wasn't sure what to say. And Tell them about the first time. Um, the very first time, I didn't talk to anyone. I wandered around, and I was... I was afraid to talk to anyone. I didn't know what to say, so I just went to the library and hid because I was, like, getting sweaty. And I was like, God, no one wants to talk to a sweaty guy. So I just, I was like, I'll cool off. And we got back and we debriefed, and I was like, I, c I couldn't find anyone. Everyone, I, there was no We saved them all. It's a miracle. <laughs> so anyways, I know what it's like to go from uh, really freaked out and nervous because I don't know how to initiate. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid they're going to think I'm judgmental or a jerk or stupid or whatever to a place where... I realized that a big part of God's heart is coming alongside him and doing the ministry he's called us to do, to be witnesses, to be salt and light, to be apostles, to be ambassadors of the kingdom. Um, he invites us into that, and we have more collateral with our friends than we think we do. They're willing to listen to us, and they might not be willing to listen to a stranger from the front of the stage. So um, I just think it's a great opportunity to partner with the Lord and grow your faith by giving it away. So one of the things that we had talked about as you were kind of formulating this idea is it, 
there is a large part of this that's for anybody in this room that has a heart for evangelism or you feel like you've got that call or that spiritual gift especially, but also for any of us that maybe have those kind of questions of how exactly do I do this because it's all new territory. So what are some of the things specifically that you really want to address in this workshop? Sure. Um, because you're going to be dealing with unique individuals, there's never going to be a plan or a, a six-step system to salvation um, that, that you can bust out, and people would feel that that's very inauthentic anyway. So if you're coming on Saturday, what I'm hoping to provide is like a framework, um, some some general practices and some questions you can ask and and a way to deal with conversations that keeps them going, that makes your friends want to come back to the table and have that conversation again only a little deeper rather than shutting the conversation down or ending it in a place where you just say, ah, we agree to disagree. And so are you going to teach us how to draw tr our own tracts or like just kind of show us where we can get those on our own? Yeah, I've yeah. got some ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've never been a, a super huge user of the tract. I remember someone requested a meeting with me once because they wanted us to use the Evangia Cube on campus. I don't know if anyone's ever seen this device. Apparently, it, it's like the gospel, only it's like a Rubik's Cube and you fold it around. Um, whatever. I, I think God can use lots of different things. But I'm going to be focusing not on what to say, but more what to ask. How to ask questions that help people, people to go a little bit deeper um, so that you don't get caught off guard when someone says, well, the Bible is just a bunch of fairy tales written by illiterate fishermen or... Christianity is fine for you, but I, you know, I just think I just need to be a good person, and if God's really nice, then I'll go to heaven anyways. I went to Lollapalooza in 2006, and someone gave me a track that said, Jesus is like chocolate. So, look at where I'm at today. Sold. Sold. So, again, that's two Sundays from now, or two, two sorry, two Saturdays, June 4th. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., lunch is going to be provided. And we're going to have a sign-up um, in the back, and, and you can talk to Steve about that uh, later. Um, the, so the second initiative that we're rolling out is that I'm going to be doing a Bible study on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. here. Um, we just finished one up a few weeks ago. We went through the entire book of Romans, just chapter by chapter. And it was, it was, so, um, it was so invigorating. I don't know if you've ever just gotten with a group of people and just wrestled with the text, you know. And every Bible study that I've done over the past several years, we've started with kind of these two truths. That number one, life is hard and the Bible's complicated. And the sooner that you allow that to be true, the much more enjoyable the process is. To, to go in and to wrestle with it and to dig. You know, our spiritual inheritance is that of Israel, that we wrestle with the divine. That's part of what we're called to. Uh, and then the second, the second part of it is that we, we come to the Bible, we read the Bible because it, we're looking for an encounter that leads us to transformation. And the encounter leads to transformation. We don't just come to Scripture to learn about what was the city of Corinth like in the first century, although that matters in a helping us understand what the story is about. But it's about an encounter with God's story that transforms who we are and changes us. Um, and so we're going to be starting up this coming sun, Sunday uh, May 29th, 10.30 a.m. here. Uh, we're going to go through both books of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians has 16 chapters. 2 Corinthians has about the same. So it's going to be a long process. But taking Paul's ideas from beginning to end and really coming to understand what is, what is he saying that God is like? How is the world changing because of God's presence and how he's chosen to act through Jesus? And what is our response to that? And, and I just I guarantee you, 
um, so much of our fear and apprehension about the scriptures melts away when we open up that kind of safe place for us to ask questions and really wrestle and hopefully come to that encounter with God uh, that leads us to transformation. So those are just a couple things that are coming up on the near horizon. We're going to be having some more of those things um, in the future, and we want to continue to host these, whether it's one-time events um, or if it's going to be Bible studies, but just continuing to stimulate a life of the mind in our community that helps us to grow into full and complete human beings. So you've got a lot of information tonight. Everything that we've done, we've been really trying to communicate the heart of the why we're doing what we're doing, and we haven't given you a whole lot of logistical information. So I want everyone to take out your cellular device and go to this URL, citybeautiful.ch slash praxis. When you go on there, you're going to find all of the information um, that we've talked about tonight. Um, and there's going to be, there's a, there's a sign up at the very top for you to put your email in there. And we're going to send out all the information later on this week. But you'll find the times, the locations, and then the point people for those home churches. You'll find information for Beloved and Uncharted, and then for these two educational initiatives. So I highly encourage you, go ahead and fill that out now. And then after, um, after we kind of close out with some worship, we're going to have all of our home church leaders in the back here. And there's going to be some physical signups. And I highly highly, highly encourage you, go back, talk to these people, hear their hearts for their groups, interact with them, ask questions, because that's what this is really about. We want to be a church that exists throughout the week that helps us all grow together to be the colony that God's calling us to be. So I'm going to pray. Let's go ahead and stand, and we'll just continue in worship. So Heavenly Father, to you be all the glory in everything that we are. Father, we celebrate the amazing things that you're calling us to be as a community, Lord. And I just honor each and every person here tonight that has chosen to say yes to the, to the calling that you've given them, whether it's for this season or if it's for a lifetime. Um, that you've given us the courage to say yes to you, to step deeper into relationship with you and relationship with one another. Lord, we just ask your blessing upon this next season in our church community. Would you continue to open us up to the reality of what it means to be family, living in that heaven. So Lord, as we step back into worship, uh, meet us here, continue to speak over us and to bless us with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.